Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside head coach Tony Ursland. Tanner over to the side. Corey behind the scenes, as per usual. Uh, great weekend this past weekend. A couple of Big Ten wins over some good opponents. We'll start back on Friday, taking on the Terrapins out in Maryland. Uh, a good win, dominating win over them, only dropping one match. Uh, five of the nine matches that we won uh, with bonus points, two major decisions, one tech fall, two pins. Uh, some of the thoughts over Friday's duel. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I was impressed with their energy, you know, and, and, and their fight and their focus. Um, you know, going back, obviously we were at IU on Monday and then had two quick days at home before we traveled again Thursday morning. So, you know, to be on the road that much, you know, sometimes it's, e- it's easy to be a little sluggish. Sure. And I thought their energy and their focus was, was really good, you know, and the bench was great. You know, I, I thought everybody was really into their match and, and did a nice job carrying the intensity and the energy through through the entire duel. I'll tell you what, starting at 25 is such a, a cool thing for us sometimes, especially when Devin can do what he did on Friday. When he gets out there and he gets on his tilts and he starts rolling people up and that, that thing's over before it starts, I think that's a huge boost for our team. I think it lifts, our, lifts the bench up, uh, really gets people going. Yeah, I mean, you know, Devin does a good job. I think everybody's got to understand, you're, you're not wrong. Devin is, is that guy and I think he enjoys that role. Um, and so it does, it, it kind of gets our team going. I, I would just say though, you know, when we have to draw, because traditionally Cause I like we, to just go straight up, right. it's, the, it's the job of the first guy out to set that mm-hmm. tone, right? Like that's, that's that guy's job as well. You know, we gotta, you, you get, gotta Devin, go out. We, we gotta get Devin to infect everybody with that kind of bug, like to wanna be the first guy off the scale. Yes, yes, exactly. So, but no, it's, Devin is that guy. I think he enjoys that role, but that's what you want your first couple guys out to do, right? Set the tone for the duel. And that's an important point. And he certainly did that to that match. Uh, got the tech fall. He had lost two going into Friday's match. He had lost to Spencer Lee, obviously an outstanding opponent. Uh, Cronin from Indiana as well. So going into Friday, uh, kind of a get-right match for him, not only because he needed a win, but also a win in that fashion to kind of go out and do what it is that he does best, going out getting the, so many back points and getting the, the 18-0 tech fall. Yeah, no, it, you know. There's no doubt. Like you're going to be tested at different times during the year. You know, there there is certainly the, the ebb and the flow of the season. Mm-hmm. And he he went through a, a short, tough stretch there. Honestly, the IU match, as we probably discussed, you know, was more about uh, finishing. You know, his, right. his finishing techniques. You know, it wasn't about effort. It wasn't about anything. The fight. It was more about. It wasn't about how he made weight or anything like that. It was just about hey, we got to tweak a finish. And he spent a good week of working on some of those things. And, you know, it, it, you saw it in the Rutgers duel, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Right. But to see him go out and get on the takedown and get right back to his turns, you know, I think really got him going. And, uh, and you know, I think he, he knows who he is and what he has to do to win. I feel like he's in a really good space where, yeah, he had a, he had a, a, a rough patch there, you know, a tough match. But he's mm-hmm. fixing what he needed to, and he's right back got to back his on, game plan. Got yeah. back on the horse. Yeah, he's right back at it. So very impressed with his week, you know, how he responded. Uh, another guy uh, thought was incredible on Friday against Maryland was uh, Kendall Coleman. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Uh, he had a really tough opponent in Jahi Jones. Uh, that guy had beaten some people. And uh, man, Kendall came out and took it to him. Yeah, the thing that I was um, very happy with Kendall, I mean, once again, the energy was good. The focus was good, right? Like mentally, you could see he was into the match. He was excited. But if for anybody who watched the duel, you saw how tall uh, Jahi Jones was. He's a tall, athletic kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so super tall. So the approach to the match was something that we had talked about with Kendall. You know, how that, how, uh, that young man liked to get his attacks off. And so... Mm-hmm. Kendall had to wrestle from certain positions where he had to be really disciplined. 
you know, and so we had talked about that, and you could see he he maintained that discipline in his position, but yet was still able to go get his attacks. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You want to see guys be able to carry out a game plan to some extent, right? Make an adjustment or two. We we don't like to totally adjust, right? Not be who we are, but hey, you you got to pay attention to this position here. We got to be really disciplined here. And he he listened and he executed, and I thought he did a really good job of controlling the match. And then you saw late. Um, he was still fresh and, and attacking, and that's where he really teed off even more in the third uh, and, and scored some more points and kind of opened the gap between him and, and that young man. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Panola having a weekend as well. Ooh, this will segue us into Rutgers in just a moment, but big I want to talk about Maryland for just a second because he got his first pin over a Big Ten opponent uh, this past weekend, I believe, if, if I did my research correctly. Uh, but we really see him, you know, leaning into the Rutgers match on Sunday his approach to heavyweight is changing and getting better as as each match come, goes by where he's putting on weight and he's getting more and more used to wrestling guys that he's giving up 20, 30 pounds to and guys that just have a little bit different style than what he's been used to so far. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, we, I think that was my hope for him. And when we talked about this weeks ago is yeah. that, you know, what he would look like maybe at the end of the year would be very different. And here we've, you know, we're probably a month into it. And you do, you see the changes starting to kind of come. He understands um, when, he can, when he can attack underneath his opponent, when mm -hmm. he maybe needs to hand fight hard, hold position, uh, uh, attack upper level, you know, higher level attacks where he doesn't, right. there's not as much risk going underneath. I think he's, he's figuring out when and how to use uh, his attacks and the skill sets that he has. So that's, you know, because you'll see, I mean, I think he heel picked both of those guys, um, mm -hmm. but at the same time, he showed some nice upper body attacks as well in both matches. So he's displaying, I can go low and attack, I can stay high and attack. Um, so that is, it's, it's nice to see, you know, he's making that transition. And it's you, really good to see. Sorry, Corey. No, you're um, good. It's really nice to see that his efforts at heavyweight are going recognized. You know, the first set of coaches' rankings come out, came out last week uh, just before we, we, we shoved out east. And, uh, I think he got tabbed 25 or 26 at heavyweight. Mm -hmm. um, one of eight guys. We had eight guys ranked in the initial coaches' rankings, um, which is a nice sign and a nice step for us. You know, that's the first of the, the – they'll do that three times. Is that correct? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, three times. Uh, you know, we got to wait a couple weeks still for the RPI. But, you know, getting one of those – one of those check marks for, you know, to qualify the weight for Big Tens in that, you know, that first round of – of stuff, and then to back it up with two wins after mm -hmm. after you get that first look from the coaches, um, you know, yeah. great great nod to Tom and what he's put together at, at heavyweight this season, yep. and uh, to the other guys that actually you know that, that that earned those spots as well. I believe he's four and one in Big Ten duels. He is, is that correct, one. right? So he has he's set a nice tone for himself. The only loss being to Cassiope from from Iowa there. So he he is he's off to a good start. He's got plenty of good competition ahead. Mm -hmm. you No know, doubt with Gable Stevenson coming in um, this weekend, but. But no, I, like I said, he's he's on a strong tra trajectory, you know, as far as where we want him to go. And honestly, when you look at Tom's record at heavyweight, he has wrestled a really nice schedule. I think his RPI is going to be really good um, when it comes out because you look at who is, you know, his losses at heavyweight. He's, you know, he's, he's wrestled Cassiope twice. He wrestled Tanner Hall from Arizona State. He wrestled, um, I'm not going to butcher this kid's name, but the young man from Harvard who's up to like ninth in the country in some polls. Mm -hmm. um, he has wrestled a he he's wrestled some really really good heavyweights and uh, and well yep. lost to some of them he's got some good wins too he beat the the, the Miller kid from Virginia um, Ernest kid from Ohio yeah I think. he's he's got a nice little uh, he's putting together a nice little heavyweight resume it's 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 pretty cool yep uh, 
And then moving on to Sunday, 2018 win over number 22 ranked Rutgers uh, at the time. Uh, we'll start off with Tom uh, getting another big sudden victory match. It was it was incredible to see. It was a you know top to bottom from start to finish. It was such a fun duel to watch because there was so much excitement. But mm-hmm. especially in his match because going into the third period, he was up 1-0, and then it quickly got evened up with an escape, evened it up 1-1, and then going towards the end of the third period, getting that takedown with less than 10 seconds to go, and then kind of looked like he had gotten some swipes for some back points, and I think that's what he thought when he jumped up, because he was definitely celebrating as though he had just won, uh, thought he'd gotten some back points, went to the uh, review table, wasn't the case, but then came out like out of, shot out of a mm-hmm. cannon and sudden victory to get the takedown. Incredible for him to, to be able to get that win, and it was so fun to watch. Yeah, no, you know, the energy in the building was great. You know, they had another good crowd, mm-hmm. and so, you know, created a great environment for, for a duel, and there was a lot of back and forth, obviously, in that duel. Um, the interesting thing, you know, Tom, he was, it was 1-1, and he was still losing on riding time, um, and then he gave up the takedown, and he got away, so now it's right. 3-2, but he still has riding time against him. Um, he, he sells out, you know, he hand, I mean, he, he wrestles so hard anyway. Um, you know, he gives you everything he has every time, but he gets the takedown. So now you know it's going to be 4-4 four, four unless the kid gets away, which time expired and we thought we had swipes. But I thought he did a really good job, you know, to keep your composure in that kind of environment um, is important because you go from thinking, oh, yeah, I just caught uh, swipes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won the match. Okay, no, I got to get ready to go again. Uh, he did a really good job of kind of just refocusing, staying in the moment and going and, and getting right back on him. You know, he, he didn't want the kid to recover or get a chance to kind of, you know, drag say, him into that double OT. We almost didn't care about the swipes because we wanted him to keep wrestling because yes. we, knew, we knew Tom was on him. Like, right. You, we were you, like, forget the review. Let's go. Let's wrestle. Let's go. Like, and, um, you know, that kid having riding time, there was no doubt in my mind that he wanted um, to, you know, get through that minute, get him back to the mat and try to win on the ride out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Get his point and ride Tom out, win that way. And so we thought it was important to get out there. And, and I actually had, uh, you know, when I look back, it was, it was, I threw a challenge brick on the takedown because I didn't think there was a takedown on the far side. Mm-hmm. You know, that made it 3-2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in retrospect, that was, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, we were losing on riding time anyway. We were going to need a takedown anyway. Since we, we gave up two and then got one back, it wasn't going to matter. So, right. you know, when you, when you have a guy who's tired out there, I just look back and that was, that was my mistake. I told Thomas that was, you know, that, that was my bad. You know, when I'm not right, you know, we all got to own up to our mistakes. So I, I, I apologize to Thomas because we needed to keep the kid out there. And, yeah. and I threw the brick and it just slowed the match down. So I, I was really t- proud to see Thomas not let the kid skate by, you know what I mean? And, and, and he went right back after him. And so that was great. You know, it's funny. We talk a lot about Dylan Lighty and his overtime exploits and, you know, and what he does. Thomas Panola has quietly built a 4-1 record in overtime this season, um, which is also matched by Kendall Coleman. Both those guys have been to overtime five times this season and uh, came out on the winning end more often than not. So it's, yeah. it's a pretty, pretty cool trend for the team. Well, there's a point that I want to make to uh, those sudden victory wins. After talking about the other sudden victory win to win the duel, Parker Phileas going out and getting a sudden victory yeah. win. A huge win for him. Uh, it looked like there was a question for danger points they wanted awarded. If you can explain that a little bit. They, they weren't explaining it very well on the broadcast of 
Dykes looked like well, they were listen, challenging. So I'm going to give you my two cents on this. I don't think it was danger. <laughs> I think I think Agreed. they threw the brick to to give their young man uh, a breath. Breather. Right, yeah. like they, he needed he needed a minute to kind of get his composure back. Maybe to, you know. Get his breath back and go and go get the win. Yeah. So and Coach Goodale feel, alluded to as much I in his feel, press. You're right, exactly. No, <laughs> I mean, he, he sure. said it. We're not jumping. We're and not so, making a big leap here. And so, but I mean, listen, there is a danger call, right? That mm-hmm. that can be made. Uh, I don't feel like anybody settled long enough. And, and that scramble at the end where mm-hmm. we were, you know, ankles to ankles. You know, his head at our ankles and our head at his. There was no exposure where a guy could hold you in danger. Right. The, so not really relevant. Yeah. Um, although I get the rule could be confusing to people. They, they did clarify at the end of the broadcast. Uh, uh, our friend, friend of the pod, Jason Bryant, checked in with the broadcasting crew, mm-hmm. friend of theirs as well, and he, he pointed out that the danger call can't be made if they don't start from neutral. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. In yes. that situation, Parker was, Parker was in on control, top. Yes. so he can't be put into danger. Right. Yep. No, there's no doubt. So, and that's why, like I said, my two cents. They threw the brick mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to slow it down, give their young man a chance to kind of compose himself and get ready to go again. But I don't want to bury the lead. Uh, Parker Phileas getting another huge takedown in sudden victory. Uh, to kind of your point about sudden victory, uh, Thomas Panola in sudden victory. T- Parker Phileas is quietly putting up a 15 and five record this season. Uh, I mean, having a great record and trending up. Yeah, no doubt. Really proud of Parker. I mean, he was just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big match for anybody, right? To win the duel, big crowd, you're in somebody else's gym. And he was he was relaxed and, you know, he got behind a little bit early, but he just stayed with it. Uh, never, you know, never saw panic, never saw, you know, anxiety. He just stayed with what he had to do, went about it. He, I think he picked him up five or six times. I'd have to go back and count it. But, I mean, every time the kid got up, he picked him up, he put him down. Yep. The only time it kind of got a little little wonky was, like, was at the yeah, very yeah. end when the kid had to sell out and he rolled, mm-hmm. and we fouled and did what we had to do. So I'm just really proud that he, he gutted out a very tough ride. And then, again, when the overtime came, he didn't wait. You know, he didn't wait. He wasn't. He, he went right back to his tie and, and pulled the trigger. And, and boy, that scramble was great. I mean, right there was like four or five really good things that he had to do just to get secure the two. And so, um, you know, that's what you got to do to beat beat people. Um, but really proud of Parker and uh, and how uh, how he competed in that environment. I think that's a that's a great moment he can build on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as future. And like you said, his he's, he's 15 and five. You know, he's he's doing well. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, you know, backing up from the sudden victory. The ride he had to put together in the third period to force the overtime was incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really put it on that young man. And I mean, he knew what he had to do and he did it. Yeah, starting the third period, he was down, his opponent had a minute five of riding time and just completely erased it. So he couldn't couldn't get the riding time point, even Mm -hmm. if, you know, with a full ride out, he wasn't gonna get a point there, but he, and he couldn't give up the escape. And he couldn't give up the escape because that was the loss that too. That was the point. So I mean, he really like he sold out and he got it done. You know, yep. he got it to that, and and he knew that momentum. That momentum from that ride led into you know what the he overtime. was in, right. in the overtime. It was sure. it was a great moment. Also, yeah. I didn't know if you knew this. That was his first career overtime match. Really, Parker had never been to overtime before. Did not wow, is that that's surprising? It's so, one you'll remember. Absolutely, sure. uh, absolutely. The point that I wanted to make about this. Uh, especially since we're talking about Sudden Victory wins, talking about our guys having great records in Sudden Victory, is their mentality going into Sudden Victories and going into really even the second and third period. I've seen it a lot this season so far. Our guys are always the first one to the line 
starting the third period, you know, especially you know if there's if they're starting neutral in the third period or when they start neutral in sudden victory round. Mm-hmm. I noticed it especially in Parker's match, in, and it could have been the environment, it could have been like he was fired up because he performed the way he knew he needed to in the third period, but it's within seconds of the third period ending, getting to the line of the third uh, to start sudden victory is kind of a, a mental you know, back and forth with your opponent to say, I'm not even tired yet, yeah. that I can do this all day. And I'm sure that's a mentality that, that you instill on the team and that, that this team has instilled in them that you get yeah. to the line as soon as sudden victory is over and it tells, that you're not, tells your opponent that you're not even tired yet. Sure. No, I, you know, it's one of those things that doesn't ever show up in a stat sheet, right? Like mm-hmm. coaches talk about all these little things that don't still open, show up in the stat sheets that help you win matches or games or whatever your, your contest is. And that's something that I think um, helps you win those mental battles too. And, and, and listen, uh, I won't say always. We're always the first one back because I got some guys that we're, we're working on that with, right? right. Um, but it's no surprise to me that Parker and Panola and those guys, they're the first ones back pushing the pace, and they're the ones who got, got it done in the OT, right? So I think that's reflective in, you know, hey, they're the ones excited to be in the match, and they're ready to wrestle. They're showing the ref, the crowd, their opponent, everybody, hey, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, and, and you can start to take control of matches, you know, uh, in that way. And it, like I said, there's no stats for it, but, man, uh, that's something when you watch film, you can point to your guys. See, look, you beat him back again. He's slow back. Look, he's hanging his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's cl- you know push the pace. Step on his neck now. You know, here's here's where you can break him. So those kinds of things become important. Even like you said, there's there's not a stat for it. It's something that you can show everyone, and everybody's going to recognize this yeah. guy's ready, and this guy's hoping he can get through it. And I, I, I've seen it plenty of times, even to start matches, that guys are always the first ones. On, like you know. There, you know, see guys kind of warming up. The last match is walking off. Guys kind of warming up on the side, and our guys are on the line, ready to go. Like, hey, let's get this thing started. I will say this: we do have some stats that can back this up because we have the of the three periods. We do keep some some numbers. We are in the first period. We're plus one thirty five on the year. In the second period, we're plus one eighteen on the year. But in the third period, we're plus one hundred and fifty one on the year. We have the biggest scoring differential in the third period over our opponents. That's good. Which is a little crazy considering when you take the Devin Schroeder. Yeah. Like, Devin Schroeder's going to be the huge outlier yeah. in that. He's stacking people in the second period. With right. all his points in the first yep. and second period, to think that, you yep. know, he's got he's got at least seven or eight matches where so it didn't even go to the read, second or Read third. those point differentials again for me, please. You got it. We are plus 135 points in yep. the first period. We're plus 118 in the second. And we're plus 151 in the third. So... We got to win the middle now. Yeah, is what you're saying. Well, I mean, it, it, our middle it, is the lowest. Coach, so we got to. So now we got to win the middle. <laughs> is what I'm what up. I'm taking from this is we're closing strong, but it seems like I think you're missing. I, I think, think we got to win the middle. Here. I think you're missing my point that I'm making. You're but, missing it, Tim. But <laughs> I, 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 I was say somebody's missing the point, but I'm not sure it's me. <laughs> You got to pick up what I'm putting down here. I am. Well, I don't know. No. I'm with you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Dylan Lighty scores all of his points in sudden victory. Right. So we're plus twenty five in overtime. That's true. All right. Uh, okay. Well, a couple of big ones coming up this weekend as well. Obviously, you got uh, on Friday number eleven Minnesota coming to town, and then on Sunday number eight Wisconsin. Not to mention Nebraska next weekend as well. All three of those at home, by the way. So be sure to come out and support uh, the Boilers. Seven p.m. On Friday night, Hammerdown Cancer Night. It has to be exciting. Uh, you know, had a bit of a 
a long road trip the last couple weekends. Long, tough that, week last super week. Super long. Right. Now you get a little bit of a home stretch. While I'm sure you have your hands full with a couple of tough opponents coming in, I'm, I'm sure it's still nice to be at home at least for a little bit and get a tough opponent on your home, home mat. No, we're looking forward to being back at home, man. I love the fans, good energy. You know, even though, you know, Iowa didn't go our way, obviously, man, a lot of people in the stands, the energy was, you know, was was good. Was you know, we just, you know, we want to do a little bit better as far as, you know, the word I use, I think coming back was wrestle with authority, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the energy is always great at home. We appreciate the fans coming out. So, you know, we want the same kind of environment and, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be our job to bring the fight. I will say this, going back to the weekend, um, fun fun story from the road. Tony was ready to kill me on numerous occasions because he had some interesting wow. fights with his GPS. And so we're, we're trying to go... <laughs> Those are two tough metro areas. We're, we're, trying to, <laughs> we're trying to go from... We're at Maryland, and we're trying to go from the hotel to the, uh, to the venue to practice, right? And so I, get the, I, get the, I, get, I drop the pin to the lot that we're going to, and uh, I have it open in Google Maps. And so the four vans leave the hotel, right? And I pull up to the venue, and myself and Coach Shop get out of the vans, and we're there. And we're like, where's everybody else? And all of a sudden, I start getting phone calls. Where are you guys? We're at the practice room. Where are you guys? True story. We're in an empty lot. Well, okay. So it turns out that the pin that I dropped when they tried to open it in Apple Maps instead of Google Maps took them mm -hmm. to an empty lot. <laughs> And so nice. I don't even know if you can call it an empty lot. It might have been a street. It said you're here. <laughs> you're here. It, says, it wasn't even your destination is right. Your destination is left. It just said you're here. You're right. And we were sitting in the middle of the street. <laughs> okay. So, so, so on the one hand, you know, Tony's like, I need to get to practice. And on the other hand, I'm like, learn how to use your cell phone. And, you know, the, the, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Right. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, pretty. It was, it was pretty entertaining to to like try and figure out like, and not only to like, entertaining, figure entertaining from your standpoint. Well, no, I mean we laughed about it later, okay. and we're laughing about it now. So you know, it's whatever. Yeah. It's it's still funny. Um, it, it was interesting. You know, we travel so different, right? And then you know, you think of football and basketball where you're flying or you or you have you know a bus when you get there. And there's on occasion we'll we'll travel by vans. It's just easier to get from here to there and run guys back and forth from competition venues Absolutely. and things like that. So you know, it's a necessity, but but it does add these interesting wrinkles uh, from time to time. And then coach also narrowly narrowly avoided a disaster drive from Maryland up to Rutgers, it was raining the whole way, and he saw a heck of a spin out from an SUV. Yeah, we, we saw an SUV spin around and then hit the guardrail and end up facing us. It was just like, you know, it might have been, you know, a quarter mile in front of us, so we got stopped, but yeah, it was... It was a great trip. Wow. It was wild. He's calling All sorts me. Of stuff. I'm like, I'm like two miles behind him, and he's calling me like, "Hey, get over in the right lane." Like, this, this good scout. It's about to be backed up. Yeah. It's a good scout. This happened. You need to go this way. So yeah, it was, uh, it was wild stuff. But no, anytime you're, anytime you're in, you're, you're just over that many vans. It was, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to coordinate everybody. And uh, there was one point when, you know, I, I had, I was calling like. Call Tony, call Suf, call Shop, call Tony, call Suf, call Shop. All over and over and over. And the guys in the back of the van are like, you, you going to make it up there? You, you good? I'm, I'm stressed for you. I, I don't know what's going on up there, but you're doing a lot of stuff right now. I'm impressed they took a break from Clash of Clans long enough to ask if you were okay. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, I hear you. In fact, they looked up. I will, yeah. say, I will say this. Max Lyon is a hell of a co-pilot. That guy, that guy gets it done. 
Well, I'm not here to settle any scores between Google and Apple Maps. I stick, <laughs> I stick to wrestling and you're Thanksgiving. Bring, you're going to bring this right back in line now. I, that's good. I appreciate that. That's that's the only two things that I focus on is wrestling and Thanksgiving foods. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Two big duels this weekend. Be sure to come out and support the Boilers. Friday uh, at 7 p.m. in Holloway, and then Sunday at 2 p.m. Is that correct? 4 p.m. 4, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yeah, live start. on the Big Ten Network. Later start on Sunday, and then obviously next Friday uh, against Nebraska and Mac. Yep. Be our last home duel. Be senior night. Alumni uh, night. It's going to be alumni night. Yeah, should be should be great. A lot of things going on. So talked to, we, talk to a few more guys yesterday. They're going to come up from Indianapolis. So fantastic. We're going to you know see if we can get as many of them back. You know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're an alumni. You haven't been contacted yet, or you you want more information? Let us know. Let us know. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get you on the list. We'll, we'll make sure you get your goodie bag and all certainly, that fun stuff. Certainly happy to have you. So be on the lookout for the Boilers this weekend. If you can't watch or if you can't be there in Holloway, obviously you can watch on BTN Plus on Friday and on the Big Ten Network on Sunday. So for head coach Tony Ursland, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter. Uh, thanks for joining us on another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. And as always, Boiler up. My trivia question: Who has the most riding time?